Hi guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound, and welcome to another edition of the Rock Sound podcast. This is where you can listen to all our latest big name interviews and catch up on a few that you might have missed over the last 12 months. And today, it is my conversation with Evanescence's Amy Lee. We talked last May, just as they had released the new single Wasted on You, which you can, of course, hear on the brand new album The Bitter Truth that was just released earlier this year. We also talked through what they learned from the Synthesis Project, which saw them rework a load of classic songs by the band. What she's been up to in quarantine, filming music videos, loads and loads of interesting stuff. And the reason we're posting this now, of course, is we've just actually released a brand new magazine. It is called Amy Lee My Story, 36-page new interview and photo shoot all taken remotely at home. And that talks through her entire career right up to the bitter truth. You can pick that up right now alongside a world-exclusive t-shirt design only at shop.rocksound.tv. Get that one while stocks last, guys. Uh, But in the meantime, time here we go talking through the bitter truth wasted on you and loads loads more here is my conversation with evanescence's amy lee how are you amy good i'm good how are you not too bad not too bad surviving in this weird weird time we're in i hope everything's uh, good where you are you keeping safe keeping well we are. We're well. We were actually really sick right at the top of this thing, which was really freaky. Um, but we got tested and we did not come back positive for coronavirus. So we just had to be sick with some other mystery virus for the first couple of weeks, which was depressing and weird. But now we're good. We've been good, healthy for a month and uh, just bored out of our minds making music, which, you know, that's kind of what starts it usually. So boredom feeds art. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I think, yeah, you're not alone in that. Everyone we're speaking to has been like, well, we may as well use this time to make some music, right? Is that what you've been doing then, I take it? Yeah. Well, we made our, you know, our music video um, in this time just a a few weeks ago. And uh, it was such a nice relief to have a project, not just to have an art project, a lonely home art project, but to have one that made me, you know, collaborate with the band in kind of real time. It made us connect to each other, which felt really good. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I saw in the statement you guys put out when that came out, you were saying a lot of that was obviously shot remotely, but um, a lot of communicating through FaceTime where you're all directing each other. How did it practically work putting that together? <laughs> it, w- more like just like emailing and well, we, would all, we all started with a basic set of just general um, suggestion kind of ideas like making coffee, you know, taking a shower, drinking wine, whatever, you know, things that we're all doing that are kind of the same thing. Um, but then it, there was a lot of stuff that was really just natural. The, the main, um, the main idea and the main point and the thing that we were trying to capture was just our real, real lives, not acting in the moment. So our spouses and boyfriends and whoever, you know, just helped, um, helped us by kind of trying to catch us when we weren't, having our guard up and having all our makeup on and (laughs) all those things, which was funny and also really sweet um, because it, it just let it be a family project for everybody, which was even more helpful in that moment. And then we just smashed each other's shots. So after that, it was like, Oh, here's what I got. Look at this cool thing. When I put my, my phone on the piano, it made this neat reflection shot. And then, you know, Troy tried to get a cool, similar looking thing. So the idea was to show like the link um, visually between us, even though we're far away. Yeah, it's nice as well when you say that it's kind of got that personal touch and getting your families involved and all your loved ones and everything as well. Because I guess that's what that's what everyone's like at the minute. No one's on show at the minute. I mean, look at look at my glamorous set behind me. I mean, come on, no one's no one's on show. And it, I, know, I think it's quite beautiful. But there we are. But it's kind of nice that 
for the fans as well to see that, yeah, you know, everyone's in the same boat at this point. Everyone's kind of just getting on with life in that way. That's got to be a nice thing to be able to express and share with the fans like that. Totally, totally. I've been enjoying that coming from different places where I don't usually see it too. I'm, we were watching um, Colbert, Stephen Colbert, his show, and it was so funny. There were, I forget which episode, but it was like just him in his house and stuff kept going wrong and his son was like filming and it was just so sweet. It was one of my favorite ones I'd ever seen. It's, it's kind of cool to get a look like that at what people are really like. Yeah, really, really cool to see. Really cool to see. And let's uh, let's talk more about this new music then, because how exciting! Brand new single from you guys, wasting on you. Uh, I really like it. First of all, let's get that out of the way. Um, where did that one in particular come from? I know you guys have obviously been writing for a while, and we'll get onto the album and stuff. That particular track, how did it come together? Um, I started that one on like I think it was New Year's Eve. It was either New Year's or the day before. Um, just got the initial idea going. Um, and I've been going through a time more recently where I'm trying to break my habits that I've developed um, over the years, writing and performing. Just you get in a way where you're like, okay, this is what works for me. This is the formula. This is where I sit. This is what I do. And that kind of makes you gravitate towards the same things and makes everything kind of sound the same, which can be frustrating. And um, I have a, developed a habit of starting to kind of track at home um, to where it sounds pretty good early on before I have um, lyrics or a completed melody. I do even just like chord progressions and stuff, just like I start recording because now, you know, we have the technology to make it sound pretty good at home. And uh, that's cool, that's wonderful, but sometimes it's kind of a trap because then I start getting trapped by really liking um, something that I hear and then it's harder to change it. And it's like, well, is this just because I've been listening to it too much or I don't know. It's just, you get too far down the rabbit hole of production sometimes. Um, so with this particular song, I broke that habit. I was sitting out on my porch and just like singing to myself and had the melody first, which isn't normally what I do. Um, and I didn't go and record it for two days. I just kept driving around in my car and sitting on the porch and singing it and changing it and writing all the words like to the chorus until I finally was like, okay, I have a killer chorus. I'm going to go put that down now. Um, and then when I shared it with the band, um, we all came together like less than a month later and um, jammed it out together and they made it what it really sounds like as far as um, all that cool power and rhythm and tempo and parts and riff and I love the way that it turned out I couldn't have done that by myself and then we wrote the bridge together which is my favorite part too oh that's so, cool yeah. yeah bit of a bit of a mix in terms of writing styles then that's kind of interesting that you're kind of breaking these habits up going into the album did you find you were trying to challenge yourself in that way as well breaking these these habits yeah um it was a it was it's been a few years now since uh, our self-titled it was came out in 2011 but that time I was kind of trying the same thing of like, okay, how do I break my old cycle? Um, and we really, really for the first time as a band um, started actually just jamming in kind of a live setting with no, no tools, just our instruments, you know, me at the keyboard, the guys at the guitars and um, jamming in a circle and having to come up with ideas on the spot, which was super uncomfortable for me at the time. Um, and it led us to an album that, was really more well suited to live and that we all really loved a lot because we made it thinking about playing it. Um, so that 
we haven't done a ton when it comes to the history, you know, of me making music in this band. So um, we've done that again this time for some of the songs, but I, it's, I want them all to kind of be different. Like I, I'm very comfortable on my kind of home bases coming up with an idea sort of on by myself or with, with one of the guys or maybe two, um, like in front of the piano and the pro tools and, and the keyboards. And we just sort of like jam out and make a demo. And then I start doing lyrics and stuff later. Um, so we, we're now, I'm glad that we've done some change-ups because now we're in a moment where we kind of have to work that way. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, I'm sort of start, starting certain ideas by myself and, and then we play postal service. We just, um, have a folder online that everybody throws ideas into and it's like, Hey, check this out. And then somebody's like, Ooh, I did this to it. It's like, you guys, this is way too high for me. We have to take it down a half step. And then it goes on and on from there until we can get together. So it happens all kinds of ways. You just got to let it, let it flow. Yeah, it's nice that we've got uh, technology in this strange time at the very least because, yeah, you're not the first person I've spoken to where they're in the middle of writing an album while all this is going on. You've kind of got to find ways around it like that. Yeah, kind of crazy, yeah. crazy times. Um, I read a while back, this is going a while back now, but when you were starting work on the album and you were kind of hinting at it with fans and stuff, I think the exact phrase was dark, dark, heavy vibes. Is that where we're at musically now? Because it sounds like you're wanting to try lots and lots of different things in there. How's it kind of sounding as a whole, the record? I, it's hard to sum up. Um, I, I don't think you could sum it up just by saying that. Um, in our, in our first, our first sessions that we did where we were writing together, definitely um, we were focusing mostly on just raw and heavy because we just come off of synthesis and we were just dying to kind of document um, our sound as a group. Um, which is cool and we needed it and it's healthy and it is a part of this album for sure. Um, but it's going to be more of a full palette than just that. Um, I think it's been a really long time since we put out a full new album. So it's important that we kind of um, do it all and use all of the parts that make up our sound, if that makes sense. So we are still writing um, and it's not all down. So it's hard to sum it up, but what we have so far it's going to sound stupid. Do you ever play Trivial Pursuit? I do play Trivial Pursuit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the board game? Yeah, like the board game, of course. Yeah. Is there okay. another version of Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> so when we were first talking about concepts, uh, one of the things that I said that I wanted was to, you remember that, um, that circle? Like it's like a pie. Got to collect the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And so the colors are separated into like high contrast extremes. Um, I don't know how, how much it'll really come true, but one of the things that we've been kind of aiming towards is taking the elements of what maybe are things that make up our sound and try to separate them and give each of them their own space. So some of the songs don't have strings and are fully rocking and heavy. And then some of the songs might be really an electronic zone and so, something might be um, more on the orchestral side. Um, but overall, definitely coming off of what we just came off of it's going to be a rock record but they're i want to be able to give that color wheel and sort of do a deconstructed evanescence if that makes yeah. sense deconstructed evanescence that's a nice way of looking at it yeah but coming together in that little little pie holding all the pieces together it works yeah well. it's a good metaphor i like that a lot um you've mentioned of course the census project which was so huge and of course such a kind of ambitious thing and reworking all this stuff and very very successful i'm just wondering now that you come onto the first new material like you say in a few years what were the lessons you took away from that and playing with the 
you know, grander instrumentation and, and reworking songs. What were the lessons from there that have fed into working on new material again? One thing that really inspired me about uh, that whole project was that tightrope feeling of knowing that things might totally not work and fall apart at any given moment on a live show. Because that was our first time, like, performing a show with a live orchestra, which was incredible and scary. Um, every night was a different group of musicians. It wasn't like we were on tour with the same group. So um, one of the things that was really brave about it was just trusting these people to do a live performance when, you know, we get a sound check, but with the exception of maybe four songs, we hadn't played any of those songs with that particular group. Um, we we're just doing it live in front of the audience for the first time. Um, and that is something that I would have been super uncomfortable with to the point of not doing it 10 years ago. You know, um, I, I don't want to call myself a control freak, but I like to practice. I like to really know what's going to happen before it happens. And it helps me not be nervous. Um, but I had to break that with synthesis and it felt so good to be so alive and real in that moment, um, in front of an audience. And I loved it. And I think it boosted all of us as far as confidence, uh, because we did it, you know, there was never a moment where it was such an utter failure that we felt like we were doing something wrong, you know? Um, and I, I guess if you can take that and spin it into a whole new thing, it's cool just having that feeling and chasing that feeling. I, I like vulnerable moments. I like the moment where my voice did something that I can't control that I couldn't do again. So when we're comping a take, I'm kind of inclined to, to choose the parts that it's like, wow, I don't know how that happened, but let's use it. That's weird. Yeah. I, I guess also uh, apart from confidence as well, which of course will come with something like that, I guess risk taking as well. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not a risk because you've got all these amazing professional positions there, but I guess mentally maybe it felt like a risk. Do you feel more open to risk taking now, I suppose after that? Yeah, I think we're taking one now, just going ahead and releasing our album in this moment. Um, our fans have been waiting for it for a long time and, this year has already been so full of uh, disappointment and fear. <laughs> I just, I don't want that for us. I'm ready. We are ready to live in the moment now with our fans, um, with our songs. Um, and I like that feeling of releasing it while it's not done yet. Oh my God, that's totally scary. We already released a song. Like the, the train is going and we don't have all the songs yet but I love it. It's beautiful because we're literally in this moment, like hearing the song with the fans at the same time and still are in the puppy love phase with it. We just finished writing it. Um, that's, that never happens. It's so good. Yeah, it's so cool. And again, I guess it's back to what we were saying about the video and everything and showing that vulnerability. You know, I think we all need music right now. Surely that's kind of a basic thing. Right? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100%. 100%. No, I'm glad you guys are cracking on with that. In terms of the rest of, uh, God, lockdown plans, what a phrase. But in terms of uh, what's happening now and everything, you know, you see all these bands, of course, trying various live stream stuff, finding ways to connect with the fans in that way. Of course, you've dropped the single now. Have you guys been talking about ways to maybe keep things, keep things going uh, as we anticipate the new album? I, like, two days after it came out, it felt really good just to release something. Um, and a couple of days after it came out, I got that fire feeling of like, we better hurry up and finish the record. And also just inspired, you know, like, hey, we can do this. People like it. This is going to be good. Um, so I, I put myself right back into writing more songs. Um, and we're working on another one now. Um, 
so that's kind of where I went. As far as like sharing on the spot, like what can we do next? Um, I don't know. It felt really good to do that video and I would love to do something like that again if we need to. Um, if we're still on that spot when it's time for the next one, um, we'll have to think of a new idea, but I want to still be able to think of something, some kind of a way to create a visual that's something more than like a lyric video, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's a cool idea, it worked well. It'd be nice to see more stuff like that, 100%. Yeah. It works really, really well. Um, last question then I'll leave you on. Of course, one of the few things we do know about the album is the title, The Bitter Truth. Very intriguing, very provocative cover as well. Uh, talk me through that title decision. Why is it called The Bitter Truth? Honestly, every, well, the name itself, as, as the lyrics have started to form, um, and just my feeling in this moment in general, there's a, a big theme of disillusionment for me. Um, just growing up and seeing that fairy tales aren't really real and it's hard to be a grown up. It really is um, because somebody else isn't in charge. Like we really have to be able to go make our own decisions, find our own information, protect ourselves, people die we're all going to like, there's, there's no magic castle. So that sounds like a lot of doom and gloom when I say it, but there's a choice to accept that truth and live in it and embrace it and, and choose to live and choose to live in the moment. Um, and the choice to just give up <laughs> and, uh, there's a struggle there, but my choice is most definitely to, to take that bill. Uh, wow. What, what an appropriate sentiment for now as well. I think very, very well said. Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, Amy, it's a real pleasure chatting with you. Uh, we can't wait to see you in the UK when all this madness is over and for shows and all Me that too. stuff. Uh, Me too. And yeah, in the meantime, stay safe and, uh, and love to the rest of the guys. And Thank you. You too. Thank you again to Amy Lee for joining us. And like I said before, you can pick up the brand new magazine, Amy Lee, My Story, only at shop.rocksound.tv. A full new interview and photo shoot and an accompanying exclusive t-shirt design as well. Plus, if you want to watch the video of that conversation you just heard, it's up on the Rock Sound YouTube channel. Just search Rock Sound and click on the video call playlist. You can subscribe to the Rock Sound Podcast right now on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Recent episodes include Nothing Nowhere, The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, While She Sleeps. We've got loads more still to come as well, guys, so do stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I've been James Wilson-Taylor, and we will see you again very soon right here on the Rock Sound Podcast. <laughs>